Well, hey, hey there, Chunkies. It's Carter here, the guy that you're normally hearing on your Mondays and Tuesdays, but uh, you're going to hear a different voice on this one. You're going to wish you saw the face of this voice, but this was one of our uh, original members. This was David. Uh, David left the podcast because David had a baby and those kind of things happened. But here's the twist. That baby is me. So enjoy this wonderful podcast with Jordan, Doge, and my dad. And uh, I hope it's super. Bye. <laughs> David, what's up, my man? <laughs> you remember Goldfish when they went real crazy and got the spicy little red flakes all over them? I'm into that. <laughs> if you're going to step to me with Goldfish and they're not flavor blasted, you can step right back out the door because I want nothing to do with it. Uh, and if it's flavor... Oh, if it's flavor blasted, yeah. it better be extreme cheddar or you and I are not friends anymore. How did you feel when Cheez-Its went to the white cheese? And there was- Oh, it's my number one Shut, Is it really? White cheddar Cheez-Its? Oh my god! Or what I'm about. <laughs> oh, you're not. <laughs> I'm getting weird with it. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks in a Hunk, our movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. My name is Jordan Wonders and this week always and forever, I'm your chunk. I'm Doge and this week you can call me Chunkton America. And I will. My name is David Bleas and I have one thing to say, Hail Hunka! Hail Hunka! <laughs> 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 it didn't work. I loved it. I got you. We'll practice that choreography later. We'll do it later. Today we're talking about Captain, Captain America, America, the first, first Avenger. Avenger. And I can think of no better way. Mm-mm. No better oh, way. Oh, don't even try to think of one. <laughs> to start this discussion, <laughs> then tossing it on over to our good friend, Doge. For a synopsis, <laughs> Captain America, colon, the first Avenger from 2011 mm-hmm. or 12, 11, 11, the fall of 11 begins with a, uh, 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 flash forward. Uh, so we start, mm-hmm. we open in the present on a excavation team that uncovers something frozen in the ice. Uh, and then we flash back to World War II, and we are told the story. <laughs> they say, you're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> We're told the story of young skinny boy Stephen Rogers, mm-hmm. uh, who is the tiniest little Chris Evans, yes, Chrisito is. Evans. Uh, and he gets injected with some government-approved steroids and becomes Chrisissimo Evans. It's Maximum Chris, Maximum Evans. <laughs> He's huge, uh, and this movie is about his adventures as huge old Captain America. Yep. So, well, David, tell us about what happens for real. For real, we we do start off with a flash forward modern day, and they're like, <laughs> "Look at all this ice!" <laughs> yep. And then we go back to 1944. And then here we are. And no. That's all we get. I'm gonna just take a minute and dump sit right there big, dump big time on that flash forward yeah we don't need that as a framing device for this movie and it undercuts the dramatic tension of him steve's final sacrifice yeah i spent the whole time wanting it to be colson at the beginning yes yeah. and yeah. if it was colson i would have felt better about it i thought it was colson no, it's not i don't no, think no it's, it's just, no it's totally not but when they were wearing hoods and the glasses oh, yeah, yeah. there's one sounds like him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But it's just it's an unnecessary structural well, thing that we do in this I movie. Think, I think I do like when when uh, whoever says like I'll be there. Can can this wait till tomorrow? He's like he's waited long enough. I yeah. thought that was pretty dope yeah. actually. Well, I think it, I think it does need to start in present day because that's where we are in the cinematic universe. So I think it I think it makes sense to start in modern day. It's a little less jarring, maybe. <clears throat> yeah, but literally they just like. No way. I would they way just wiped it. over the shield and, and they were like, so, call somebody. We're going to jump <laughs> way ahead right here. I think the movie should start with Red Skull taking the, the Tesseract from uh, Argus Filch uh, in Norway. Yeah. Filch from Harry Potter. From Harry Potter, yeah. Uh, I think we should start with him taking the Tesseract there, play all the way through. The movie ends uh, with the celebration of the end of World War II. We yeah. open our post credit scene is all the ice stuff and them saying yeah, he's you know waited what? long enough. I redact what I said before. I'm with because you. Because all of the Captain America waking up stuff, Captain America waking up in the present is not the story that this story is telling us. Yeah. This story is about Steve's <clears throat> transformation from skinny Stevito into Stevissimo. And Steve waking up in the present has nothing to do with that story. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to disagree. I like the I like the flashback 
both or I like the flash forward, if you will, at the beginning and the end. I think it I think it's a cool framing device for a movie that ultimately is, I think, really about the present and leading us to the present. Yeah, it, it is about leading leading us to the present, but I do think that it, we're mature enough adults to uh, <laughs> just say 1942 and we're like, oh, OK, oh, yeah, I buy it. Rather yeah. than being like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, going yeah. back in time. Well, by this point, when this came out, it was probably, I think it was in November of 2011 that this came out. It was in the fall of 2011, uh, which was, so Avengers came out spring of the next year. So there were already like trailers and marketing stuff for Avengers with Captain America clearly no, in that No, the movie. first trailer was the was very the first last trailer thing. That, oh, it, the first trailer, you're right. That was, was the first that, look at Avengers ever. Was dude, like I, I, I remember seeing that theater yeah. being like, holy uh-huh. crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. So we we're in we're in modern day. Then we go back to nineteen uh, forties, and we see uh, we have a young Steve Rogers who is desperately trying to join the army because of his passion to serve his country. Yeah, and his hate for bullies. Yeah, which he says, "I don't care where they come from. I hate bullies, and I want to stop them." Which but, is dope. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Uh, but he's been denied like 10 times. He's gone under false names because he just really wants to serve, and he keeps on getting denied because he has a list, a rap sheet of yeah, yeah. asthma and... I, I, like high blood pressure, yeah, cholesterol. And, um, and they said yeah, asthma yeah. alone, you couldn't come, but you have a, a rap sheet, and we're saving yeah. your life, so stamp. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw out my super dump. Oh, wow, wow, already? Already. Out the gate. The CGI for his... Big old head on that tiny body was really distracting for me. Here's the thing that I was, I was about to say, like, as I was watching this movie, I was like, that may be the most convincing visual effect that I've seen in a very long time. I think because it, if I didn't know what Chris Evans looks like, I think I would be completely convinced by that. Um, I don't know. I think that I think it suffered from a little bit of what I think is Marvel's greatest downfall as an, a collective universe of movies, which is something that. I'm going to dub now floating head syndrome <laughs> because I don't know why they're obsessed. We've talked about it before with the idea of like unmask the hero, unmask the villain, let us watch their heads. But these suits are CGI or at least heavily CGI. And so what ends up happening is this head not really moving in connectivity with the body. And I noticed it with Steve too, where it's just like skinny body, big old head. And they're yeah. just kind of like, come on, come on, come on. I got you. Almost I, like two magnets facing so each I've other. Heard a, I heard a rumor of the way that they actually did that. Uh, apparently when they, they just shot regular Chris Evans right. yeah. and cut away the parts from that they didn't use from my limited knowledge of visual effects that seems unlikely. It seems like there was probably a body double, but I specifically, well, like as I was watching it, was like looking for, I heard, he, I heard he had, he had a body double, but he, he said, you have to use my real body because he's not mimicking my movements the way that I want. And I hmm. want it to be done with integrity. So I heard he did use his own body. And honestly, it wasn't bad. He actually yeah. grew two and a half. Feet. <laughs> <laughs> no, my thing is like, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but I feel like where we were at in 2011, it, Avatar. It was just a this Avatar came out. This is, we're talking about Avatar right now. It was just a little too distracting. It was a little bit. Yeah. I, when he was I sitting, was when he was sitting down convinced. with with the scientist, and his head <laughs> kind of moved like in Fred Claus. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I felt. It was just a little bit distracting. I definitely wouldn't call it my super dump. I'll dump on it for sure. I'm gonna um, pump on it. Actually, what I was. <laughs> I was completely convinced. I was complete. You're a videographer. Come on. I know. You're watching it going, did Chris get that tiny? It's it's a really convincing effect. I don't know. I it looks really good to me. I I don't know what the fix is for it because I get you have to have it, but he was like like it was stupid skinny on top of just a, a head that was just not. It's not right. I got to go to the dentist. It doesn't mean I like it. You know what I mean? Like just because it's necessary doesn't mean it's like, yeah, great job. Yeah. No, I'm for it. I, I, I respect that. Whatever, guys. So uh, he can't get in the army, but he has a passion to serve. Um, he has a best friend who we meet who is Bucky, who is just a charming Let me as can say be. enormous, enormous pump, not only on Bucky as a character, mm-hmm. but on Sebastian Stan's yeah. portrayal of yeah, Bucky. He yeah. does such a good job. He has this. quickly especially in more recent films, become one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Yeah. And even in this one, he is so, I mean, charming, you use the perfect word. Yeah, yeah. He is so much fun. Anytime he's on screen, I am mm-hmm. so stoked about it. Yeah. And, so he, has, he, and he has great chemistry with 
Chris Evans, and he you does. really buy them as as longtime friends. You do, and I think I forgot that. Yeah, watching the newer movies, but watching this today, I feel like I was like, oh yeah, when they like, when they hugged and he was like, you jerk. Yeah, I was like that's good. That's big. I felt it. Yeah, I felt the huge relationship. pump on uh, Sebastian Stan and just on Bucky and Joe. I'll agree with that. Yeah, and Bucky is going to war. Right, and. uh um, he's having one last night. Bless um, you. Thanks. <laughs> you didn't. You done yet? Now, meanwhile, uh, actually, it's actually before this. It's really one of the first scenes. Is we have uh, Red Skull, yep. who mm-hmm. we don't know is Red Skull at this point. We just know he's a a, a Nazi general of some sort. His name is Johann Schmidt, right? Johann mm-hmm. Schmidt. What's his first name? Is his first name Johann? I think so. I just know they call him Schmidt. No, yeah. Schmidt is all I Schmitty. remember hearing. Yeah, Schmidt yeah. goes into uh, an old castle uh, or church uh, with the uh, janitor, janitor from, from Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yep. And uh, he comes in and you find out that he's looking for the Tesseract. He sees one that's been buried and he says the Tesseract is not something you that is buried. And he's going to find the real Tesseract, which he ends up finding. Here's my question. He says the, the jewel of Odin's treasure room. Yep. When did a Tesseract go from Odin's treasure room to on Earth? I'm telling you, I think it has something to do with the Casket of Eternal Winter. I researched it, and they said that in the battle against the Frost Giants, when they had that with the Vikings. Like when he stole baby Loki. Yes. During that battle or war of some some kind, that's when he lost the Tesseract, which I'm calling- When who lost you the made Tesseract? That up. Yeah. Odin. You- what, the, what? Why did he have it with him? I don't know. That's, this is bizarre. The MCU hasn't. I, I literally Googled it. I could not find out how because other than that line where he says the jewel of Odin's treasure room. And why does Red Skull just know that Odin exists yeah. also? Well, he, they said he was so deep into mythology, but for him it wasn't yeah. mythology. It was fact. Yeah. So I get that. But that that means they're bringing logic to the Tesseract on Earth and they didn't fill in that gap. Yeah, I'm no, not into that. I'm no into the way. Tesseract existing. I'm not into their reasoning behind the Tesseract I'm also not into how existing. similar it looks to the Casket of Eternal Winter. So like, confusing. Super confusing. It's got to confuse a you bunch of people. You can't make a glowy blue thing Two movies squared. In Three twice movies in the in same row. movie. Yeah. In it's, Thor, it's, it's, it's the, the end casket Thor. and then it's the Tesseract. Yeah, you need to make the Tesseract green, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you need to really just separate the or two in my mind. just have somebody look at the camera and go, this is different. <laughs> this is not the Frost this is a Giant different thing. One. <laughs> it's confusing, right? This isn't going to freeze me. I just hire Ferris Bueller to come <laughs> and explain it hey, to us. This is a different thing. That's, why we, that's why we need Deadpool in the MCU. <laughs> just to look at the camera and be like, this is different. I do, Crazy, love, right? I do love Red Skull's line immediately after that when he's like, Anzafura digs for trinkets in the desert. <laughs> yeah. I loved that because that's clearly a Raiders of the Lost Ark reference. Let me just go ahead and toss this out then what? if we're going to talk about him. Huge, enormous pump on Hugo weaving his Red Skull. Yeah, he's incredible. Oh, man. Mm. But also, I'm going to be honest, I don't think I've ever not liked him in anything. Transformers? Who's Decepticon? What? He's Decepticon. And by Decepticon, you mean Megatron? No. Uh, he is Megatron. Mega, Megatron. Hugo Weaving is Megatron? You're right. Megatron. He is Megatron. I think he so. He is a, a Decepticon right. named, named Megatron. Megatron. <laughs> yes. The Decepticon. I'm going to Google Hugo that. Weaving is Megatron. Yeah, for sure. What? For sure. Well, then, yeah. He I mean, hated the first it. one, I liked him. He hated it. His voice is cool. I don't really care for the movie. Uh, did you like him in Matrix Reloaded? I've never seen the Matrix movies. I know. Oh, you've I never know, seen the I Matrix? Know, wait, wait, wait. Are you serious? I know. Jordan. That's stupid. Well, but I don't want to. Why? Let's talk about it. Matrix <laughs> 1 is like incredible. Matrix okay, 1 but is great. here's the problem. How are the other two? Okay, but who, who cares? Even who wants to problem? start a trilogy and not finish I it? I didn't say we'll start the trilogy. <laughs> I said we're going to watch The Matrix. There's only one in my mind. Hey, guys, here's another thing, to though. Honest, we I could can... talk about Captain America some more. All right, cool. Well, uh, here's my thing. I don't like Red Skull that much. Really? I don't. Why? Okay, here, let's talk about the character first. Uh, so he did the super serum, right? But yeah. it wasn't ready yet. And yeah. so we didn't have Vita rays. So he got f- burned. Yeah, yeah. And we saw that in that little snapshot where like, uh, iMovie fire effect was around him as he was screaming. Yeah. You're invalidating the work of a lot of hardworking visual effects <laughs> artists on this particular motion picture. However, then he puts his skin back on. Well, it's a mask. Not sure how. It's a prosthetic. It's not his skin. It's no, a no, mask. No, I, I get it. And and that technology exists to be that spot on. You know, Thor is in this movie series, right? 
So he got it from Odin's treasure room. I'm just saying we can't start. <laughs> we can't, we can't like, nitpick oh, the science of these movies and be like they could build underground bunkers that look like they're in Star then, Wars. They injected then, a tiny dude with super juice and made him six foot four Chris Evans. <laughs> okay, I see. I'm more on board with that technology. Here's the thing. And then he takes it off to get a painting of himself, as in like he's embracing it. That's what villains do. But then he puts it back on. So clearly he's like in need of that no, for some so reason. I'm totally he's planning about the he's, painting and putting the prosthetic back on. And then he takes it off again and throws it in the fire. And you're like, dude, I thought you used that a lot. <laughs> like, why are you now all of a sudden embracing your red skullness? I'm with you about that. Still love him. I think he's fantastic. I thought he, I, th- I, I didn't love him that much. Like he, he wasn't scary to me. Everything that you're saying comes down to his prosthetic face. Is it that? <laughs> <laughs> you're not afraid of men Can in Scooby-Doo masks. <laughs> It just didn't make sense to me. <laughs> it's like take the take the because here's here's the thing. The only reason he had a face is because people needed to know that it was Elrond. <laughs> no, it's because there needed to be a reveal. And I think he probably wouldn't have done it if his face was never in the movie except for being red. That's how I read it as a moviegoer. It was like he needed the moment to go, uh, I'm Red Skull. And I don't need that. If you're Red Skull, be Red Skull. I thought it was <laughs> Maybe I misinterpreted. I thought he had the prosthetic, so when he met with people, yeah. they weren't just like, oh, you Can we buy this? Oh, you're gross. But clearly he didn't care <laughs> about certain people. And then In by fact, that point, he was so power hungry. At that point, I mean, he's literally trying to start an evil dynasty. I think he'd want that kind of reaction. I don't think he's trying to make friends with these people. I th- he's trying to make some bucks at the if beginning. The, listen, if there's one thing that I feel very confident having not experienced it i do still however feel confident that it's hard to get many things done when you look like satan yeah so i think his look at what he's trying to get done he's literally trying to rule a bunch of demon soldiers like he's they're people they're people they're people they're 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 nazis but they're people (laughs) did you just defend (laughs) no but here's the thing He's he's trying to do the most evil thing in the world. Right. He clearly wants to uh, invoke fear into his to his soldiers. So but why? Not that much. <laughs> but not at the beginning. <laughs> he's like he's like I want them to fear me, but not uh, my face. But what? love me as well. <laughs> I think we've talked about Red Skull way too much. So I, I can't have, talk about Red Skull enough. I love Red Skull. Yeah, this. I'm a real big well, fan. Cool. You guys. Let's cool. talk about. Let's talk about. So Steve tries to enlist a couple of times. Yeah. Sure. Uh, what happens when he finally is able to nab that sweet, sweet prize of enlistment? <laughs> uh, he meets Stanley Tucci. And yep. so I'm going to take a moment and I think I know you what you're going to do. I think I and here's the thing. My super pump for this movie is Stanley Tucci. Me too. Look at what I wrote in my notes. That is Stanley Tucci as Erskine. Erskine or Erskine, he's I don't a, care. He's incredible. He's in the this. best he's part so of this movie. Good. When he he's died, so I cried. Good. I paused the movie and said, "Do I need to continue?" He uh, is so good in this. He's the best. Well, for, okay, I'm gonna. When's he bad? Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. <laughs> Stanley Tucci. You know, never, never. But in this, especially, I love him. I think we've talked. About, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but he is a chameleon. I think we have talked about that actually. Either I, on the podcast or but we were sitting at this table. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, we were recording. Sure. in another movie we've talked about. Maybe Hunger I, Games. Did we do a Hunger Games series without? Did you guys what? do a Hunger Games series without me? What was he in? Like Hulk or Iron Man One? No. no. He, oh, you know what it was? We started to talk about him before we recorded Iron Man One because I mistakenly thought that Yinsen was played by Stanley ah, Tucci. Ah, yes. Which Yinsen I would have been on board for. Yinsen, I just want Stanley Tucci to play everybody. Stanley, Iron Tucci. Yeah. I but, am Iron Tucci. But the Intouchable Hulk. <laughs> to, to reinstate what we talked about off camera, he disappears. Yeah. He does. Like there are some actors that, like Gary Oldman, who, whatever character they're playing, they are that character. They are not the actor. It's not Nicolas Cage who's just, he's trying to find the Declaration of Independence. Like, in everything. In every movie he's in. But Stanley Tucci was 100% uh, Erskine. That boy. Yeah. <laughs> that man. And he was fantastic. He's such that. a warm presence in this movie. Yes. When he, so when he touches Cap, when he touches Cap on the shoulder right before they inject him, when he's yep. like, when he's like, uh, Oh, you know this is gonna hurt, and the, or he says, "Is it gonna hurt?" And he goes, says, three, 
two. And then boom, hits him. I was like, oh, that's a good yeah. presence that's right a father there. figure right there. But not not just as a uh, a fatherly presence, but he was he was funny. Yeah, yeah he was. Like there was funny. multiple lines where I was dying where he, he was like, what's my toy? You have a summonation tomorrow. You can't be drinking yeah. foods. And he was like, yeah, proceed. maybe some other day. I don't have procedures. I'm gonna drink, I'm <laughs> drink it now. <laughs> like, it was incredible. Yep, he was great. And he when he was like, uh, oh, that wasn't so bad. That was penicillin. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, hundred percent my super pump. Yeah, easily, mm, easy. We're, super we're introduced pump. to him. He's the one that uh, realizes that Steve has something inside of him, and we find out later when Steve asks why me, it's because uh, the serum amplifies everything, everything on the outside, everything on the inside. So bad becomes worse but good becomes great. I love his reasoning he gives when he says, a weak man knows the value of oh strength. It's mm. yes. so good. Well, And yeah. I, I want to talk real quick and um, before we brush by it. Yes. He, a huge, huge pump for me. It was almost my super pump if it wasn't for the tooch man himself. <laughs> but a huge pump for me is when he dives on the dummy grenade. Yes. I'm not kidding yeah. when I say when I Steve had to does. pause. I had, yeah, when, sorry, when yeah. Steve dives, I had to pause the movie. I was not expecting it. But I teared up. Really? Yeah. I like had to pause the movie and I was just like, what is happening to me right yeah. now? Because like, I don't know, something about the commitment where he's like, get away. And yeah. like that, I was just yeah. like, oh. So it's interesting that you're talking about the character of like Steve's character in that moment. Because I know in the past when you and I have talked about this movie, you said you didn't like that they made Captain America kind of a dweeb in his own time. Dude, I and I and Has I have seen that, that change. Hugely. Hugely. I was not expecting to love this movie as much as I did because, and yeah. I remember liking it and, and Captain America is still to this point, my favorite Avenger, but yeah, I think, I think it's safe to say that Captain America is most people's favorite. Well, Avenger. that's just the best, yeah. but like, I, I remember really liking this movie, but I was always bothered by, I always thought that part of Steve's dorkiness came from being so anachronistic and being out of his time. But I think that, I don't know what, for whatever reason I perceived it the first time I watched it as he was still dorky in his time, but going back and watching it today, I don't feel like he was at all. I feel like he was so like firm in what he believed it. Yeah. I, I found myself being inspired by skinny Captain America today. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that was such an important point to make is we needed to fall in love with Steve before he became Captain America and we needed yeah. to understand who he was before he became Captain America. And I, and I think it was the, the foundation of the movie is there's something inside of you that when you do grow strong, when you do have responsibility pressed upon you, you're going to look out for the little guy mm-hmm. because yeah. that was you. Yeah. Well, and, and that's one of the things that uh, the Tuchmeister talks about is the serum amplifies whatever's inside. So if there's goodness, it becomes greatness. And if there's, what does he say? If there's darkness, it becomes evil. If there's or bad, if there's it becomes, bad, becomes verse. Worse. Yeah. Were you not listening to me when I said that like <laughs> two minutes ago? No, I know. But he, <laughs> but I think that is such a perfect characterization yeah. of what makes Steve. I mean, it's kind of an example of nobody could do this except for him. Yeah. yeah. There's no person that could step into those bits. Well, and I think that's something that now, I mean, this is aside from Avengers, this is the final phase one movie. Like yeah. all of our solo heroes are established. Every player's on the board and now we can, you know, yeah. move into the, the big ensemble piece of the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think something Marvel's done really well up to this point that we haven't really talked about is that they have made the, the, the person themselves, the main draw, like, yeah. like in this movie, Steve Rogers is the main draw. Captain America is a mask that Steve Rogers mm, wears, that's good. Yeah. you know, and it's not something um, like superhero movies of the early two thousands kind of went the opposite direction. It was like, I don't really care that much about Logan, but Wolverine is definitely the main draw of X two or Spider- you know I mean? Spider-Man, not Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I think Marvel, like even starting with Iron Man one all the way through with the exception of Thor, cause he doesn't really have that kind of duality, yeah. Yeah. but they've made the human side of these superheroes, uh, the more compelling part, the compelling part. And we fall in love with that character. And yeah. I think that's why it hasn't been a big deal story wise or character development wise that Marvel has almost all but done away with secret identities in the MCU. Yeah. Like almost everybody is a public entity. Yeah. And so except Spider-Man and Ant-Man, right? There's just a few. Yeah. And, and, be, but because of that, you know, I, I always thought that secret identities were what makes the character compelling because they have a secret, but Marvel has managed to keep them equally as, if not more in some cases, interesting yeah. by being public. And, and it, I think it's interesting that they kind of Babe Ruth called their shot in movie one. 
Yeah. They had, yeah, yeah. Tony, they made the decision to have Tony step out and say, I won't have a secret identity. I'm going to tell you right now. When that I allows am. them to tell really, really human stories. It does. Yeah. yeah. Which I really appreciate. When it all goes back to the Tunchi. Tunchi. He says, just promise me, uh, not that you'll be a perfect soldier, but a good man. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to this character. Oh, he's, he's so he's good. Just, just to be a good man. And there's a, I don't know if, I don't remember if it's a deleted scene or like a one shot or something um, where it shows that Peggy, uh, and we'll get to Peggy in just a second, but mm-hmm. Peggy has a picture on her desk of Young Cap. Steve, like skinny and it's Steve. Skinny Steve. Yeah. It's I believe not, it's a one shot. That's on the it? Iron Man 3 Blu-ray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not beefy Steve. Yeah. It's skinny Steve. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I just think that's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's it's the picture that she gets in his file at the end of this movie. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. she gets when she gets his like official like report of service or whatever. There's the yeah. picture in there, and it's the picture when he first enlisted. Okay, yeah. so maybe it's actually just like that's the only picture she had of him. <laughs> <laughs> so, do, you guys, do you guys have one of after? Is there a photographer like, that oh, day? That's sweet. You fell in love with him when he was speaking, little. It's like no, I just do you have a, a speaking of her one? reaction to him after when he comes out of that hyperbaric chamber and he is his enormous yes. Stevissimo self. Yes. <laughs> The rumor is that was the first time that scene where it's a two shot where where Steve is on the left of the frame and Peggy's on the right of the frame and they meet for the first for the first time post procedure. Yeah. The rumor is that's the first time that Chris Evans and Haley Atwell were on set together. Yeah. And he requested that she not see him until the the thing opened. Huh. And so that's her that's her like when she reaches up and touches his chest, that's her genuine reaction yeah. to saying this is yeah. just a I pile of muscles yeah. and blonde hair you in front of me. You can scramble eggs on those abs. I mean, <laughs> no. he okay. is just steamy and sizzling. We're already there, so I got to talk about it. Those are the biggest pecs I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire... I, they were... they were, they were. were. I was like, are those boobs? <laughs> they for, are. for a second, I was like, those are boobs. No, they're muscle boobs. They have, they have surpassed pectorals. <laughs> they, they are muscle were breasts. gigantic. Yeah. I mean, and... I think they, they've never been that big since. I mean, he's, it literally, it looks like he has two spaceships on his chest. <laughs> he is like, he has two Millennium Falcons. And when, Cause when he comes out, he's like oiled up. Oh and yeah. So he just has these shiny bald heads. How much <laughs> would you pay to be the man that oiled up? Chris I, with, I would pay I would to do, do it, it for free. <laughs> Which is actually what you asked now that I'm replaying oh, what yeah, you said. Yeah. Yes. No, but it's cool. Like, regardless, we would do it. Yeah. Yeah, easily. Easy. Easily. Well, hey, hey, if hey. you want us to do that, we're starting a new sweepstakes. <laughs> Tweet at us. Chris Evans, body men. Chris, Chris, no. Chris, Chris Evans, Evans, I will grease you. <laughs> ChrisEvansOilyBoobs.com. <laughs> don't go to that. I don't know what that is, but you yeah, still go to that, that website. website. Um, <laughs> But uh, let's buy he, that. Apparently, he said. Apparently, Chris Evans said that he was doing push-ups, like, for the whole day, and his his pecs were like incredibly sore because when you do push-ups that much, it, it gets swollen. Oh, so it's muscles! Not, it's not necessarily they're that big, but they're literally bruised. He probably did so many push-ups Guys, that Chris day. Chris Evans oily boobs is available. Let's uh, buy it. <laughs> That's our podcast. Come on, come on. how much? <laughs> Well, anyway, so well, I want to back up before he does the transformation. Uh, he's enlisted in the super soldier program. Right. And we're introduced to two characters who are both incredible. I'm going to give two pumps out to Get real. Uh, Agent Carter. Yep. Love yeah, it. And Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Tommy Lee Jones is so good. Tommy Lee Jones was the perfect cast. I mean, to be fair, that character. <laughs> was that, was that, just be goofy, goofy for a second? To was be fair, goofy? has Tommy Lee Jones ever just not played Tommy Lee Jones? No. In something? But <laughs> yeah, Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones, Jones is great for this role. Well, Tommy Lee Jones, I mean, Anthony Hopkins plays Anthony Hopkins in everything he does. Yeah, and it's perfect. Yeah. And it's fine. Like we're, we're accepting it. I keep having my brain shattered every time we watch one of these for the first time. I'm like, all of these people are in this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know how I forgot. Well, yeah, because at this point, the the principal characters' contracts, like their salaries were still small enough that they could bring other big actors in. Yeah, that's got to be it. They didn't have to, you know, it wasn't, this wasn't unstoppable juggernaut Chris Evans coming off of six huge Marvel movies. This was Chris Evans most famously known as the boyfriend in Scott Pilgrim versus the world and the human torch in Fantastic Four. Was he well known for Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Or no, that movie like, rules, in like your circles. That movie's real good though. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that was his smash hit. <laughs> um, but uh, let's talk about both those characters. Let's talk about Tommy Lee Jones first. Yeah. I thought he was not only incredible, but um, again, I thought perfectly timed comedic humor 100%. throughout the entire movie. Yeah. He had the type of jokes 
that were real risky for them to write. Yeah. They could have been really not funny. Like they could have fallen completely flat. But my favorite, my favorite moment from him in the whole movie is the stupid car kiss at the end, which I actually want to dump on. (laughs) But when he goes, I'm not kissing you. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Or like the, when he throws the grenade and he dodges it and he's like, He's still skinny. He's still skinny. <laughs> yeah. Because he's just, he, he's mad at uh, Erskine for uh-huh. choosing the right person. He's great. Let's talk about Agent Carter because I Agent think Carter. she's phenomenal. She was almost my super pump. She was also almost my super pump. I think pump. the fact that she was reduced to a subpar television show and a couple of bit parts in a couple of the other movies is a travesty. I know. What, what, what can she do? She's nothing. It's just a bummer. Yeah, yeah, it just sucks. It's just, okay. I thought you meant like, she's come on char- Marvel. No, 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 no. She's I a character it. that I want so badly to see more of, yeah. but there's just nothing they could do with Let's her. Let's retcon and freeze her with cap. Yeah. So, so basically you're the kind of person that was hoping for an agent Carter spinoff and then you got one and you probably never watched it. I've never seen a single episode. Yeah, I didn't watch any of it because the ratings are garbage. It was on ABC and I don't, like okay. want to mostly, but here, here's the thing though. Later on we get her, was it her granddaughter? Right. Yeah. 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 Sharon's uh, her granddaughter. I, th- I thought it was uh, her aunt. It's her niece in the comics. It's her granddaughter, granddaughter in the movies. In the movies. Oh, okay. Um, and she, I really do like her. Yeah. She just doesn't hold the same charm no, for me. I don't know what all. it is. No, not at all. Well, no. and I think she, um, she's probably up to this point, the strongest female lead that we have. She is you. definitely up to and, this point. And definitely talking about uh, making your own decisions, uh, you know, believing in the things that you believe in and having passion and ideals, um, not getting pushed around. And I love her interactions with Skinny Steve yeah. at the beginning. Um, kind of like an endearing relationship. You know, she she understands where, where he's coming from when they're in the car seat and he's like, I got to be up there, be up there, be up there. She's like, you never never learned to run away. Yeah. Um, and they have that the conversation about the about dance dancing. partners. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we might have to cut this later. I don't know, but I'm gonna say it. I think Peggy Carter, a side character in Captain America, was a stronger female lead than Wonder Woman was in her own movie. Oh! We're not gonna cut that because I almost I'm not kidding, almost just said that exact same thing. Here's the thing, man. Rewatching this, all I could think the whole time is, oh, so Wonder Woman was just a shot for shot remake set in World War One instead of World War Two and worse. Yes. Yeah. No montage, no character development. Nobody cared about out, each other. They left out. You said no montage. They specifically left out. I think if you, I'm going to Babe Ruth call my shot to use a metaphor that we've been particularly fond of the past couple of weeks. Yeah. If you go back and listen to our Wonder Woman episode, I, I'm pretty sure that at some point I said, what I really need from Wonder Woman to believe that she has a relationship with these people on the team is some sort of montage we indicating see it grow. that they spend time together yeah. outside of this one battle where it she jumps over 72 hours. And yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, I love you. And then as we got this move, as we got the montage here, I was like, this is exactly what I wanted from Wonder Woman. Yeah. I believe montage, Cap's relationship with his soldiers. I yeah. believe Cap's relationship with Peggy. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. What? And then making the person that he loses his childhood best friend instead of the dude he fell in love with um, 48 hours Except prior. Except he loses both. No, I know. Yeah. But but I I don't know. Like when Steve Trevor dies in Wonder Woman, I was like, okay. They fine. just gave him Captain America's death. Right. In this. But then when he, Bucky dies in Steve, this. Literally Steve, they gave him Steve Captain flew, America's death. Steve Trevor flew a plane. Uh, of bombs up into the sky. Steve Rogers flew a plane of bombs down into the so ice. So mirror imaged their own. Yeah. Rest. Oh, I mean, it's honestly, we could, we could fill a whole podcast on just the things that Wonder Woman pretty much stole. I don't want to know if I should I say think we already, just go I think wa- we just already watch have Wonder done Woman. that. Yeah. Listen but, to our Wonder Woman podcast. But the thing is the scene where Captain America says, we're going to go and we're going to, we're going to rescue Bucky. And here are my, my band of brothers who are going to do it with me. My bad news bear brothers, if you'd want to say that, the ones who are, you know, the outskirts. Yeah. yeah. That is the exact scene that Wonder Woman did. disrobes and walks across the battlefield. The, yeah. Well, no, I'm yeah, saying yeah. It, when she goes in the bar and she's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. these are the men you've chosen. And after like, they've, so that's after they've beer, already beer, rescued. Beer, 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 yeah. like, they are, oh, they already have you? Bucky at that point. They've rescued everybody at that point. That's when he forms essentially the howling commandos. After that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But regardless, that scene where you have a bunch of people who are like the misfits who are like, yeah. we'll do it. We'll stand with you. Exactly what happened in the except, except these were good. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. But but going back to Peggy, and I can I can already feel and see the the ghost images of the names of the people who are going to have something to say about this. <laughs> but whatever, say them, say those names, call, <laughs> call those people them out, out on our podcast. No, I welcome it. Read but their phone numbers. 
Peggy in this, I mean, yeah, okay, it's the 1940s, and so like she's got a little bit of swoon going on about Chris Evans, but who me doesn't? too, yeah, who doesn't? So whatever, but I think that she stands up for what she believes. She stands up to a superior. She does her own thing. I think that she clearly, as we see later on in the MCU, carves her own path and sets out to do and achieve something great and does it. Yeah, does it all with a high and heavy moral compass and sticks it out through the death of the, the quote unquote death of the person that she loves the most who she had more than 72 hours to fall in love with. Yeah. I don't know. To, to me, Peggy in this movie is bad to the bone. She is smart. She is funny. Where are you sensing judgment coming from? Yeah. Have you who's said gonna, it yet? Who's going to disagree with you on this stuff? Yeah. It's I'm, not, I don't think anybody's going to disagree with me about Peggy. I think it's just, I was waiting for like the bomb statement. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. But I hate her. No, but my Brunette, bomb, really? <laughs> no, my bomb statement is that I, I honestly believe that Peggy Carter in Captain America, a movie where she is a side character. Is the most compelling character? Is a No, is a more compelling female lead than Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's... Well, we've kind of already touched that on our Wonder Woman. No, episode. it is. But I, I would, I guess, I would rather more speak to how impressive it is that they were. I mean, I had never heard of Haley Atwell. Yeah, I, I yeah. and she really hasn't done much since. Yeah, and she was just incredible in this. I thought. Yeah, she's very good. So, can I ask? Um, did I know they addressed it? But did we ever, did we ever figure out why she's from London or the UK and she's working for the United States? Well, she's working for Shield. Army. She's working for the SSR, which is a precursor to Shield. So, okay. so this is Shield a, is a bit no of, borders. A bit of extra textual information at this point. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you just throwing stuff. I out thought there. they were, and then she, you made me question. She, <laughs> she, she's a founding member of Shield. Yes, she I and know Howard that. Stark essentially start but Shield. Oh, we haven't talked about this. young Howard. But you, but you, you can't tell me that she's not like really working for the United States Army. Well, I mean, I think she was just working for the Allies. It was yeah. World War Two. But she wasn't representing. Uh, Britain. I don't she think was, Howard was, was representing America. Howard wasn't representing America. No, he, in was the Howling, he was Stark Industries. He there's was a French weapons. guy in the Howling Commandos. There's a guy who only speaks French in the Howling Commandos. Like in Wonder Woman? No, in this. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just, it, it, it seems a little raci- odd. Okay, you're racist, you're racist against, against British, British people, <laughs> man. <laughs> what are you talking about this? Now that we I know hate this. the British people. <laughs> Ooh, look at me, tea and crumpets. <laughs> Okay, well, that was just that was that was one question that I had. The other problem that I had with Peggy, and it was a scene. And hey, how come I'm the only one dumping on this movie? Okay, you guys got to chime in a little bit. She makes a 200 yard shot with a pistol and clocks someone in the back of the head while he's driving, and then he oh, turns the, turns the car, drives towards her. She misses she like, like nine times. She's, she's like, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And I'm like, man, she's she just got really lucky, really selective good at <laughs> shooting, selectively good at aiming. No, I, I, I agree. That was a little far fetched. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's a good example of things that like, so we, we're in the business of nitpicking on this show. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's Um, what we're here for. And that's the kind of thing that like nitpicking and having opinions. (laughs) When when I go into a movie, I'm a hundred percent willing to invest my belief in that story. So little things like that for me, at least it didn't even like, I don't even notice that until I go back and think like, Oh yeah, I guess she was like really lucky about that. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's the kind of thing, and I know we talked about this a lot in our DC series because we were overwhelmingly more negative. Yes. But like when you break a movie down into its constituent parts, it's real easy to look at one particular piece and go, man, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But that is not necessarily indicative of, of, the, of movie. the whole. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so let's keep tracking forward. He, um, he meets Peggy. They develop a relationship um, he gets chosen to, uh, to be the one, uh, the one candidate for the super soldier. Serum. It up, becomes cap cap. Boom. Big, big pecs. Yep. Um, <laughs> and Young Howard Stark. Just want to pump on him. Yeah. We can just move on after that. Uh, but Dominic Cooper's American accent is not great at times in this. Wouldn't have even guessed that he wasn't from America. I didn't know very he wasn't British. from either. He's very British. Wouldn't have even guessed it. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, David, it's, I mean, you hate him. I do. Ha- I do. Let's get, if if we can get one thing straight, it's that I hate British people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, how do you feel about scones? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just a crappy cookie. One of the... One of the uh, United States representatives was in that room while he was getting the super serum, and we find out later that he was actually a member of Hydra. Right. He shoots Erskine, the man who developed Ugh. the formula, which was the worst scene in the movie, uh, just because we we love him so much. 
And then he runs away. Love the scene where Cap is realizing how fast and strong he is. Yep. And I love when he's running full speed and doesn't know how to slow down and runs into the window. Yep. Yeah. But he finds him. And that's the first time we really see Hydra going rogue. Yeah. Uh, we later see Hydra um, basically disband from Hitler and creating their own organization based on the Tesseract um, and the, the, the weapons the they power were able there. to create, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which basically evaporates people. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. So we now know that the Tesseract is the space gym right. on the Infinity Gauntlet. Do we know that? Or do we know that? I know we know that at the end of the movie, but do we know that in the we, middle? We don't know that during Captain America, but we have since found that out right. and watched the Tesseract be used <laughs> to open a portal into New York City. Well, actually, I think we realized that in this movie. Oh, in the end of the movie, in when the end of the movie, like, when he when holds he it sucked in up in a space. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, two things I didn't realize. One, Red Skull's still alive. That Dude, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Red Skull's totally still alive. We made a joke alive. like a couple weeks ago about Red Skull coming back. And I thought it was completely sarcastic. I know, me too. He's 100% alive. Yeah, he's still alive. that is the space gem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not the reality gem, is it? It's the, it's the it's space, space stone. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's the space gem, which means it opens up a portal to another, to space, wherever that is. That's how Loki comes in, into Avengers, is through the test. Is rack. Doctor Strange is the reality gem? No, he's time. He's time. What's the reality gem? Um, Mind is the spear, Tesseract is space, uh, the power is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the, the orb. orb, the um, ether, ether is Thor too. Ether is power. No, ether is um, it's reality. Is it? Yeah. Is it reality? Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, yeah. So we only have one left. Yeah, it's the Soul Stone. Soul, which Ooh. is what's in. No vision. Which got, is what? What's vision? Mind. Vision ah, is the okay. mind stone because it's the one the from scepter. Loki's scepter. Yeah, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. We're yeah. going to talk about that when we get to yeah. probably Age of Ultron. I think. We're getting excited now. But yeah. anyway, Red Skull's still I really alive. Am too. And the other thing is, those weapons they evaporate them. Yeah. Yeah. Are they all alive in space? Is Red Skull going to come flying out of a portal with, with a bunch of Hydra goons? Technically, not even Hydra Hydra goons, but Nazis because here's, those ones he was killing. Here's my question: Is he going to be? Flying out of a portal, or will he be invited out of a portal by Thanos? My thing is, Red Skull's not that powerful, but maybe for his intellect alone. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, he, I, I mean, know. they talk about he's one of the greatest scientists. Yeah, and since we've since we've kind of uh, th- throughout this hit a lot of the middle of this movie, just kind of while we're talking. Yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's so okay to jump ahead to the let's talk final broad strokes really mission, quick. Middle yeah. of the movie is Captain America is stuck working as like selling bonds yeah. uh, and then he decides you know what enough of that i'm gonna go rescue some guys it's bucky's division he rescues bucky that's when, well, that's he's, when he's told bucky's dead but yeah, he, wants, right, he wants right. to save the men he wants yeah. to save the men finds so, out bucky's alive so while he's there Cap rescues them and then they go to the bar form the howling commandos and they go on a montage of adventures together was that the beginning of bucky's brainwashing no In that he mumbles something and I, I didn't get a good listen Ooh, to what it was, but yeah. he I don't think that was the beginning of his brainwashing. I'm wondering, I thought they were experimenting on him and that might be why he's like essentially a super soldier now. Well, because... That's a good question. My thought is... Because he's he, brainwashed by the Russians though. It's not the, it's not the Nazis. Right, but it's Hydra. It, I, again, I think Hydra... I don't think it's Hydra. It Hydra? I don't think I so. thought it was Hydra. It's the KGB. Are we sure? I'm like 90% sure I thought it was a, I thought it was connected to Hydra because I thought it was operating like S.H.I.E.L.D. where it's just kind of like different nations together. Maybe. I'm not sure. Because he, uh, all I know is he acts real funny when Cap first wakes him up and then he's like, yeah, oh, it's you, which I mean, he looks different. So I get yeah, that. Yeah. But my first thought was it's beginning here. I wonder. I don't know. Maybe there'll be something that'll make that more clear when we yeah. watch Winter Soldier in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So he, uh, there is, there is a fight scene after that montage, which pump on the montage. montage awesome. love I love montage. when Captain America rolls out with a pistol. And start shooting people with a shield. Yep. Yeah, loved that because um, we we haven't really seen a superhero with a gun. Which, I guess it's yeah. true. Yeah, it's it just it's something we've always associated. Like, no, no, they punch bad guys. Yeah, but this was like, no, no, he's in war. Yeah, he's gonna he's, he's gonna, gonna shoot people. He's gonna roll with yeah. some weaponry. Yeah. So uh, we see the montage, and then they're breaking in, uh, breaking onto a train, which both uh, I don't know if it's Red Skull or just his little assistant is on. It's just Arnim Zola. Enormous pump on this scene for me. Yeah, it's so fun. The train siege is so dope. Yeah, and it was a scene that I remember not liking the first time. Yeah, what were you, what was your deal what, when you first saw this movie? I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I I remember. 
today watching this when they got to the train, I was like, here we go. And then I was like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> so honestly, it was kind of fun because it's like I convinced myself I hate M&Ms and then every little bite, I was like, oh, it's so tasty. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but they, they go on the on the train and after fighting and then Cap and Bucky kind of getting separated, yep. um, Bucky grabs the shield yeah. and gets hit. I love shield that stays moment. in the train. He flies off, and we see him tumble. Boom. Falls to his, of air quotes, death. death. Which I'm going to dump on again. This is the second time in a Marvel movie. Somebody's died, but they're not really dead yet. See, what I would know. like to dump on is, and it's because we brought it up, it's starting to annoy me. I'm noticing in dramatic moments of these movies, people are removing helmets and masks so that we can see their faces, and it's driving me nuts. Yeah. Because yeah. he Cap, 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 Cap takes his helmet off and, uh, yeah, and no then reason. jumps out, and I was like, you need a helmet right now, man. Yeah. This is yep. Concussion City. Well, and yeah. some, something I wish that they would would determine in this movie and all of the Captain America movies since then, the helmet needs to be bulletproof and they need to establish that. Okay. Because there's no reason he puts on a helmet. Okay. He's Captain America. He's always ripping the helmet off at the end. Right. So there's really not a need for it. I mean, his skin's not bulletproof. I know his skin, but then... Bring bring that to the table because right now he just wears the mask because that's what we see in the comics. Like they haven't really established that he needs it. I get that, but especially in Avengers because well, that that helmet ain't doing nothing. Yeah, here's, the here's the thing. Helmet. Here's the thing though. It does look <laughs> it does look very cool. I agree with you. It looks way better with a brown chin strap. 100%. In yeah, Avengers was the worst Avengers. costume yeah. yep. in the world. So Bucky falls to his death, and then we essentially get... This is where the movie gets a little wonky for me, because there's, yeah. not, there's not a super strong conflict lock at this point. So for a compelling narrative, you typically want your protagonist and your antagonist to have mutually exclusive goals. And the, their goals are like too broad to be truly mutually exclusive. Like Captain America wants to stop Hydra or, or win the war or stop bullies, do the right thing. And Hydra wants to take over the world. And so they're they're It's locked on a very broad level, but there's nothing tying Steve Rogers personally to the conflict against the Red Skull. Ultimately, this is a movie about the dangers of zero tolerance rules in elementary, middle and high schools across the nation (laughs) of the United States. When you crack down on everybody the same, Everyone hurts. <laughs> yeah, no, well, but I agree with you. Yeah, I agree as well. Um, the end of this movie does um, kind of just start happening at a quicker pace. Mm. Yeah. Um, we all, lose a little it's bit of very abrupt. Focus. All yeah, of, yeah. yeah, like the entire United States Army is just like surrounding Hydra. And, it and seems they just like, kind of go. It seems like Hydra is like super contained at this moment. Like they're all in one place. Like they haven't expanded. No, yeah, but you cut off one head, two more go back. <laughs> That's Wasn't that said point. in the movie? <laughs> um, and so basically the United States Army has surrounded Hydra. They're going into attack. They kind of send Steve in as bait, which I'm not yeah. sure if that was the smartest plan. Um, there was a few moments in this movie where I was like, uh, he's monologuing. Yeah, yeah. And I think if he was a real supervillain Nazi, I think he would have killed him at this point. Well, I actually... I think, I think totally they handled, fits with his character, though. Well, I think, I think totally they handled fits. it super well because I found myself thinking when he starts that monologue up in the lab and then the people zip line through the windows, I found myself being like, oh, does he monologue here? And then they came through the windows. I was like, no, it's the perfect amount of time. Yeah. I feel like it was the perfect amount of time because all he really says is, is what's so special about you that's not special about me? Like, like why why did this work so well for you and I'm so bad at this, I at get, looking like I a person? I get it, but again, and maybe this is just me, Watching the movie, he was like, I could do this all day. He's like, yes, I'm sure you could, but I'm afraid I don't have that much time. And then they just happened to be ziplining, like, perfect moment. Like, if they had microphones in the room and they were like, go, 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 go. He's about to pull the trigger. There's laser guns. They might have microphones, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I'm just saying. that. That's that's another example of those things to me where it's like, this is a – like. That's the way stories unfold. You know what I mean? It's true. No, I totally thought the same thing, though. It's not realistic, but it doesn't have to be for it to be – a movie compelling when they <laughs> yeah. zipped through the windows i totally was like yeah. right yeah well, right and and the worst one for me so we we can skip ahead a little bit um, oh let's please yeah uh red skull takes this gigantic plane with really like only him on it right which no he's got soldiers actually they fight down underneath it. he's got he literally the has pilots a, of the bombs he literally has 
a fight with like one soldier and the rest are in the the manned planes. Well, yeah, because that's all that he has was the pilots of the bombs. Why would he not take people to be in the plane with him and guard him? Why would he need that? Why Why would he go by himself? Because he thought he was going to get away. If Cap <laughs> hadn't have hadn't have made it on at the last second, he would have been the only one that needed to be on that plane. But he's not going to surround himself with soldiers. He's surrounding himself with soldiers this whole movie. He did. They were pilots, though. <laughs> so he didn't have any other people? <laughs> like, he had six guys that he trusted? It is a little weird that he chose personally to go on that. But, yeah. again, to me, I feel like, again, to me, that's one of those things where it's like, it's a story. Like, Let no, us tear it apart, though. No, I... I David, I actually agree with you here on this. I think that this this is absolutely where it begins to unravel for me. Yeah. Um, particularly, I would like to dump, actually, on, and I mentioned it quickly earlier, um, this moment isn't my super dump, but what it represents for this movie is, so I'm going to use this moment as an emblem. And I think you might be about to say what I'm going to say. So, so my see. super dump is the car kiss on the way to okay, the airplane. No. Um and what it represents for me is this movie just has this series of overly cheesy, overly dramatic moments shoved into places where they don't seem realistic in a movie that otherwise I feel portrays relationships in a fairly realistic light. You know, it's got the fun brother relationship. It's yeah. got the the crush turning into more than a crush. It's got mentor mentee. It's got yeah. angry overseer. It's got all these different things. But then there's just these little pockets of things where it's like, that didn't feel at all like how that would have gone. Well, I wonder if you're sensing something that they put in there on purpose, which was a 1940s movie That's throwback. That's what I was wondering. Like if, if it's, if it's like intended. That, that, that kiss was 100% Casablanca. Yeah. If it's kiss. intended to play into our cultural understanding of like a romanticized yeah. 1940s. I hear you. Mm-hmm. And I hear the words not only coming out of you, but into me. And I stand by what I said. <laughs> Fair I'll, enough. I'll tell you something that I'm going to dump on. Yep. That happens in this movie, but it happens in a lot of movies. Very similar to There's the, cameras <laughs> everywhere. I saw everything. There's music while they're talking and fighting. <laughs> no. uh, you know, how we talked about in uh, Suicide Squad when the main characters are fighting the bad guy, the bad guys are suddenly weaker and yeah. it's just a complete mismatch. Like the, 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 the bad guy, the villain is so strong the yeah. entire movie, but then he meets the bad guys and he's like, yeah. And you're like, what? Why did he get weak all of a sudden? Yeah. Similar to that. There's, uh, there's something that happens in many movies, which is car crashes, plane crashes, some, something like that. When the bad guy crashes the plane, explosion, dead, we never think about him. Good guy crashes, somehow the plane doesn't explode, the wings just come off and it g- grinds for 40 yeah. feet and then they walk out like, whoa, crazy what plane crash. Yeah. <laughs> when Cap goes on one of the, the Unabombers, Fights him, and not not necessarily Unibomber. What would you call them? Suicide bombers? Plane. But weren't they weren't they crashing? I thought they were suicide bombers. Was I? No, I think you're that? actually right now. I'm the thinking about. I think they were, were going to kamikaze their bombs. Yeah. yeah. That they, they so, were drive, so drivable bombs. They were driving themselves. Yoon one. They were bombers. They were Unibombers. I stand by what I said. <laughs> anyway, the kamikaze. I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> the kamikaze uh, pilots. He jumps in. He has like a fight on top of him. Right. He ejects him. Then he gets in the plane, drives it, comes back to get on the plane where Red Skull, the gigantic plane, mm. and crashes it into the plane. It's just like, Mah! and it's like, do, 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 do. And he's like, time to fight. And you're like, <laughs> if that was a bad guy's plane, it would hit that and go, yeah, in a big fireball. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's stuff like that where I'm just like, you keep it consistent, guys. Yeah, that's a really good point. So that was that was one of my my dumps. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Cool. So I mean, blazing through the end of this movie. Yeah, they take us home. So uh, Cap essentially uh, confronts Red Skull, who touches the Tesseract without protection and gets sucked into space. Mm-hmm. There's a metaphor there. Cap Cap is forced to essentially crash the Red Skull's plane to keep the bombs from reaching their destinations. And he does so while on speakerphone with Peggy. It's very sad. Like like really, really honestly, like well done. Very well done. Super well done. Very emotional. Very powerful moment. 
hate to be this guy. <laughs> You've been this guy. This I've been this guy. Podcast, I don't know what about this. this. I thought I was going to be this guy. Dude. Why do you? You hate this. I can't wait to rate this. <laughs> no, I really, I like the movie. I don't. There's just you. a few things where I'm like, come on. Is there no other way that he could have ejected himself or gotten a parachute? <laughs> he li- he literally didn't try. Like, well, there wasn't a scene like, Peggy, I'm, I'm looking like, there's no way. He's just like, I'm going to take it down. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, look for options, man. Well, I know why. Why? Because he had to get froze. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I feel like they, they knew where they needed to end it. Yeah. But they didn't necessarily ground it in reality on why they needed to end it there. I, I love. Uh, crash it. <laughs> I love this, this self-sacrifice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And I love the conversation with him on the phone. Yep. And she was like, you don't have to do this. And I was like, I kind of agree with you, Peggy. I don't know if he needs. <laughs> to do this like he's making a really a really quick snap judgment. she's like couldn't you just he's like no there's parents no and the other thing is like he's done some pretty ballsy stuff at this point yeah he could jump out of the plane <laughs> he could he could try <laughs> he'd still get froze though <laughs> that might be true so that that was the one thing where i was like i mean i just I, he, he didn't try right you know so uh but other than that I, I do enough. love the scene yeah so he apparently dies and then we get the the montage at the end of celebration, the war is won. This is for Captain. Yeah, the the Howling Commandos are skipping the big VE Day parade uh, and sharing a drink for the Captain. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to the present. Steve Rogers wakes up in a simulated 1940s environment, uh, quickly sees through the facade because he was at the baseball game that is playing on I the radio, it. which it's is so awful. I hate it. I How it. did S.H.I.E.L.D. not know that? And, no, worse than that, they out themselves with what a bad idea it is 10 seconds later when she's like we could have just we could just put you in a normal hospital room but we were like maybe don't yeah <laughs> he's like no it's you should have just put him in a normal <laughs> it's hospital room so idiot. i love this, that this uh-huh. bookend ends with him yeah, running into <laughs> running into 21st century times square looking disoriented and nick fury comes up to him and says Something. I don't remember what he says, but exactly. he says, we're putting a team. Together. You're a long way from home. <laughs> we're putting a team together. Yeah, essentially. And then that's the movie, right? Po- post credits. He that's punches us. Uh, post post credit scene is a scene from the Avengers immediately followed by a trailer for the Avengers. I can't even talk about the first Avengers trailer because it makes me so hype. I, I don't even Dude, have space. When to I talk saw about. that. The trailer, the trailer did make me hype. It's bad. It is. Like oh, knowing it, what I know about the movie now, it's, it's bad. such an outdated trailer. But at the time when yeah, I was yeah. like, Oh, no. Oh, what? Thing, I remember watching that trailer and being like, this trailer feels a bit funky. Like it feels very poorly made. Yeah. But just seeing the characters interact together, together, I was, I remember being scared and, and wondering how are they going to make, how are they going to pull it off? That mm-hmm. many yeah. main characters <laughs> and actors that could sustain their own movie. Dude, and now what's, what's the shown right you now? Civil War? Your, uh, my brain just would have melted. Now, what's the headline for for Infinity War? Something like forty characters, yeah, or yeah. something like that. That's insane. I mean, they keep on. I would just I would poop out my mouth. So I haven't super dumped for this movie. You yet. haven't. Wow. Uh, and mainly, it's because I forgot to while we were talking about <laughs> it. But my super dump. Your honesty is, is brave. My super dump is going to be the present day framing devices. Okay. I think we don't need those at all. Interesting. Uh, I think, like I said before, but I'm going to say it again now because this is the time that I'm super dumping it. Uh, I think we should start in the 40s, go all the way through the 40s, and then uh, end when the story ends and our post credit scene, uh, or even, you know, go all the way through the 40s and then cut to black and then have a moment and then yeah. lift up on them finding something in the ice, cut yeah. to black, and then our post credit scene can be Steve waking up, can be the last part of this movie. Yeah. And that way we don't have to recycle Avengers footage and show a bad trailer for the Avengers for our yeah. post credit scene. Yeah. yeah. I see that. It's good. That's it. We talked about the whole movie. I'm ready to a rate it. The whole entire movie, guys. So this is a lot it. for us. Well, here at Two Chunks and a Hunk, we have come up with the perfect rating system for our movies. So good. It's known locally and nationally and globally as the scientific cinema scale. Mm-hmm. And we would like to prepare you with that right now. You have it memorized? I think I do. Okay, let's <laughs> I mean, see. For the first time ever on Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm going to try and go through this whole scientific cinema scale without no, looking Steve, at a No, Steve, you can have sheet. a parachute. You don't have to crash the plane. <laughs> no, I can't hear you. I put you on mute. <laughs> la, 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 la. I like your ideas, but now we know this different right. from mine. Hit me with it. So, the best thing that we could ever say about a movie. <laughs> Did you forget? Did you forget? 
Dude, I can do it. Here we Come go. On. Come on, you do it. <laughs> Own it. Don't, don't lend it. it. Buy that poster. That was almost bad. <laughs> the next best thing that we could ever say about a movie? Buy it. Buy it. You know, make sure that it's part of your personal collection. Yeah. Uh, after that, the next best thing that we could ever say about a movie? Rent, rent it. it. <laughs> Spend a couple of bucks here and there. Who cares? You know, maybe maybe don't put it in your in your in your in your in your drawer. <laughs> In your, in your, in your, in your, in your. But spend a couple of bucks if you need to. Yeah. Rent it digitally at your local Hollywood video. Um, the next best thing that we could say about a movie, stream it. You know, don't spend extra money. Please don't, don't spend Don't do it. <laughs> but if you already have it on a streaming service, do it. Go ahead. Make it happen, Captain. America. Ooh, there it is. I That's like it. it. The next best thing and the second worst thing that we can ever say about a movie. Forget yeah. it. You're better off if you just go ahead and pretend that this movie didn't exist. Didn't exist. And then, and this is important. I want you to hear this. The worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God, God has, has forsaken, forsaken us. Hydra's your God now? <laughs> oh no. Whoa. Ooh. So uh, now that we've got that out of the way, I think it's time to rate. Anybody like feel compelled to go first? I think David should go first because right. he said some horrible things about this movie. Rent it. Okay. Here's why. Well, so here's a few reasons. No, only one. Okay, one. Here's the thing. Uh, I rented this movie today. And I do not look back at that decision and say, oh, I should have bought it. Okay. Because <laughs> it was good. And I really enjoyed it. Right. And it's, I think it's a, it's a very good movie. And I think you should spend $3.99. It's what I paid to rent it. Um, but it is not... Uh, there are many phase two Marvel movies where I'm like, I need to own that because I'm going to watch them again soon. Yeah. I'm not going to watch this again soon. Yep. This was a good, it was a good movie. I like where it hit in my spirit and it's going to last a good amount of time. Like I get Captain America, the first Avenger. He's deep, he's deep rooted. Um, he's in my, in my heart. Yeah. You know, Chris Evans <laughs> yeah, is there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> his pecs, pecs, all. His pecs yeah. are here. Uh, they so, literally are <laughs> right, right here. And, uh, so I, I would rent it. I think it's a good solid rental. It's a, it's a, it's a good rental. Yeah. I think yeah. there, there are, there are stages of rental. I think it's a top rental. Well, I'm going to make this easy. Rent it. <laughs> I completely agree with you. Yeah. I think that I was shocked by how much I liked it today. Mm-hmm. And it's really fantastic, but there are so many. <laughs> oh, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> I didn't even know that was about to happen. <laughs> there are so many late stage MCU movies that dwarf this in every way. Yeah. But this, for me, an easy rent it. Doge is about to hit us with a buy it. Watch so, this. so, guys, here's the thing. You know that I own each of these movies. I do. Every Marvel movie own the special edition. So us. the question for me becomes, <laughs> is it worth it? Stop sneezing. <laughs> Jordan, this is my time. I can't. You had your part. Mm. Man, he's Goodness like, gracious. <laughs> oh, my Please stop. <laughs> It's like Captain America is getting sneezed. You're disqualified from this podcast on your sneezing alone. Are you a Batman villain called Mr. Sneeze? Um, so here's the deal, guys. I own all of these movies. Yes. The special editions of them. Yeah. And we can all three of us agree that rating a movie is a very subjective thing, right? Yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> as much as we try to, to make it into math. Well, science. <laughs> but you're good. <laughs> Keep going. It's a subjective thing. Uh I'm going to give this own it, don't lend it, buy that poster. What? Are you kidding me? This is Shush. far and away my favorite phase one movie. Which like, more than Iron Man 1? More than Iron Man 1. Shut your face hole. This is maybe, like, no, maybe in top two or three Marvel movies. What the freak? This, I, I don't know what it is about this movie. Is this your highest rated movie we've ever reviewed? No, I gave Iron Man 1 that. But he just Listen. said that Iron Man 1 was not as good as Captain America the first event. I like this better than Iron Man 1. And That's I don't crazy. know, I don't know what it is about it, but something about this movie hits me at just the right spot to make me absolutely love it. And if I may, Ona don't lend it by that poster, but specifically the poster that's in the background of this movie of Captain America, where it's the like, we want you poster, yeah, but right. it's like, we want you to buy war bonds by that poster. Cause that would be really cool to have in like your office, your bedroom or something. Man, I respect you. And I, I'm glad that we like, we're all different, but man, that took me for a loop. <laughs> I respect the heck out of you. 
But this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> well, that's no, what it is, guys. You, did, you blew me away just now. Yeah. You shocked me. Yeah. Wow. You shocked me right out of my, my oh. pantaloons. You are crazy. You're a crazy wildcat. I'm a wildcat. You can't predict what I'm going to do or You're say You're outrageous next. right now, my dude. Wildcat's a wild card. Are you kidding me? Are you, are you nuts right now? So that's this movie. That is this movie. Next week is The Avengers. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm so, so excited. Yeah. That's such a good I movie. I could watch Avengers every freaking week. Oh, I'm so amped about it right now. That's such a good movie. Thank God we finally got here. I know. Yeah. I, after Iron Man 1, I was ready for The Avengers. I yep. bet you this first stretch is going to feel like it was the longest part of the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do we have any shout outs? We have one. One. We do have one. Alden de Armas. Thank you, Alden. Thank You're you, big, Alden. Big nasty chunk head. <laughs> oh, you nasty, you chunk head. <laughs> From day one. From day one chunk. Boy. But uh, thank you. And for all of you listening, if you want a shout out or, uh, or a shout out, I just want to talk, you know? Yeah, or if you, <laughs> just, if you just need anything, um, <laughs> support. Just feeling, feeling life's weighing you down. I have some original blend checks mix in my pantry. <laughs> All right. Well, we're two chunks in a hug. We thank you so much for spending time with us today. Uh, Doge, why don't you close us out with your favorite snack and then we'll be good. Um, graham crackers. There you have it. No, <laughs> stop everything. <laughs> graham crackers are your favorite <laughs> snack, you liar. <laughs> well, uh, do Teddy? I think, I think do, you meant Teddy Grahams. Do Teddy Grahams count as graham crackers? Are they the chocolate chip ones? <laughs> no, they're the graham cracker ones. <laughs> the glazed ones, right? Just the regular graham cracker ones. <laughs> Is your favorite ice cream vanilla? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> All right, so for two junks and a hunk, I'm Jordan. That's David. This is somebody's grandpa. We'll see you guys next week for the Avengers. <laughs>The show just ended, so if you're still listening, thanks so much. But also, why are you still here? <laughs> it's over. Go home. But while we have you here, if you want to shout out our next episode, then post about us on social media, hashtag official chunky. That's C-H-U-N-K-Y. And with this knowledge, you, you too can, can fly. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.